Hello, welcome to Free Will, Science, and Religion. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with George Ortega, David Joseph, Nick Vale, um, um, Ronnie Carnes, and Jamie Soden. Actually, I don't even know how I say Ronnie's last name, but um, <laughs> but anyway, um, our topic for today is about how understanding that nobody has a free will um, helps us not to blame people and how this can help us in our everyday lives and all our relationships with other people. This isn't just some abstract philosophical nonsense that doesn't matter. Um, this is something that applies to us every day and how people are blaming people for stuff that they really didn't choose and the more you understand about a person's history the more you understand how they are and you don't judge them and there is some really awful sound coming from somewhere <laughs> uh, guys is your sound coming out um, all right because i have nick are you hearing all this yeah all right yeah there's something wrong with my headset but like keep going i'm sorry okay yeah, i'm having the same issue yeah, okay. it's kind of like cutting in and cutting out, like real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not not sure where it's where it's coming from. Um, but yeah. So anyway, um, we were going to talk about how we don't blame people when we understand they didn't choose to be who they are or what they are. And I actually can't think of any examples right off the top of my head right now. Um, does anyone have an example of this sort of thing? All right, I got an example. My, my last girlfriend, she was wonderful. I'm mean, like, best girlfriend I ever had, you know, never got angry and stuff. But she did one thing that used to frustrate me. Like, you know, I'd, I'd meet her. She'd say, meet me here, like, you know, a certain time and all. And she would get there maybe like an hour, an hour and a half later. I'm not, you know, and I, I could never understand. It, you know, like, it's like, so I'm trying to kind of like, you know, I'm trying to like get, you know, I'm trying to remind myself. It's not her that's doing this. It's the free work, the the universe that's making her do this. But let, let's like the theme would be like, for example, somebody you know doesn't arrive on time, and then she actually would do this routinely, <laughs> pretty much every time. Did and you again, try buying her a new watch? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, she's such a wonderful person. I'm like, you know, aside from that, completely wonderful. Like um, so yeah, so like basically. All right. How how would you guys um, apply? Because I I could say, it, but how would you guys apply the the unfree will to, to situations like that? Yeah. Well, um, you would you would look at the causes. You you might ask what's the causes of this. What why the, why she's always late or something like that. Uh, you might ask her what what it is rather than saying. Rather than saying, you evil person, you're always late, you know, you would be like, well, what's the trouble that keeps you from coming, you know, when you said you would, or something like that, would be more how I would handle it. Yeah, I doubt she's, she's purposely being an hour and a half late just to annoy you. I, I would say it's, uh, it's a combination of factors that are probably out of her control as to why she's being late. Well, well oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, basically, you both are on target because, like, you know, to the extent that I wasn't blaming her intellectually, then I would ask her about it, and, and I, I learned that it's not me. I, you know, and not only should I not take it personally because she doesn't have a free will, I shouldn't take it personally because that's the way she is with everyone. So you, you're right. 
and, and again, it, it, it was my understanding that it wasn't up to her, that she wasn't fundamentally to blame, helped me to kind of like not really become so angry with her and helped me to kind of like get that information just by, by asking her. Yeah, um, that's great. Um, that, um, let's see, perhaps if there's another example that we can think of, um, well, here, here's an example is, you know, for example, people could, like a lot of vegetarians and vegans, you know, they blame the carnivores, you know, and I like to use this as an example sometimes because they blame people for being immoral and, you know, and killing these animals by buying uh, meat or other animal products. And what's interesting about it is that they... What they often forget is that they themselves once didn't know better. You know, a lot of them. Um, I mean, you know, sure there's a few people they've grown up that way where, you know, eating any uh, any animal is wrong. But a lot of people just grew up in a carnivorous culture where everybody's eating bacon and everything, you know. And <laughs> so what's interesting is when you understand that these people just don't know better, you tend to want to educate them on on why why it's bad and how you wouldn't want someone to kill and eat you um but you don't go at it like oh you evil person you chose to eat other animals you know and you you speciesist you <laughs> right ronnie i wanted to hear your take on this so like you, you kind of like understand you know how like to the extent we become this belief in free will, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's easy because it's not. In other words, there's one thing to understand that we'd have a free will. It's another thing more challenging to understand it so well that we can incorporate it into our lives. But how does this sound so far as a strategy, you know, for not becoming angry at people because of what they do? Because we're all imperfect. We make mistakes. So how does this sound so far? Well, I, uh, I, I'm wondering, honestly, um, what do you mean by blame? Do you think that blame is a bad thing? Guys, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, George. I think Ronnie cut out. I cut out. Oh, hold on. Can you yeah. hear me now? Yeah, I, I still hear Ronnie. Yeah. Hear oh. yeah. Yeah, she was asking if if blame is a bad thing. And Oh. Yeah. Well, all right, let's define blame, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Don't define it. Just just answer. Is it a bad thing? Oh, it, it, it is, yes, because blame, I mean, blame, the reason it's bad is because, like, when we blame people, we attribute uh, something, some immorality to them, and because we, and it's, it's wrong, it's a wrong attribution. In other words, like, because they don't have a free will, it's wrong to blame them for something that they absolutely had to do and they had no choice over in any way. Okay, so if we assume that people have no free will, then is it also wrong to blame the thief for stealing? Absolutely, Matt. We're not, uh, Chandler, why don't you address this? Yeah. Yeah, see, here's the interesting thing, um, Ronnie, and here's what's confusing is I do think it is important that we talk about what we mean when we talk about blame because there's two things people tend to mean. Uh, and the type of blame that's bad is when we're like, oh, you're an evil person, you did this bad thing and I'm going to punish you. And then it just puts them on the defensive and leaves them to justify what they did and all that. Um, what's interesting is that some people 
think of blame as just identifying a problem and fixing it, you know. Um, and, but it's what's interesting is the kind we're talking about. It's bad to blame people in the sense of like, well, they're bad. They deserve punishment because that's and Chandler, what we're taught. Chandler, I want to go further than that. I want to go further. In other words, like because basically the the free will paradigm comes with a, a nomenclature. The, these terms that they're not really so accurate. So in other words, like, rather than blaming people, we move from blaming to identifying them as the source of whatever was, was done wrong. Because it's not like we can allow people to continue doing what was wrong, but we do it without blaming them at all. Again, we identify them. Um, but isn't, is, it, uh, is a thief not the source of theft? Well, no, that's the thing. In other words, like, the, the, the thief is the person we identify as the... The basically the, the most proximate cause of the of the theft. And, you know, the, well, the thief, thief is, is the only cause of theft. If well, you don't no, have a thief, you don't have a theft. <laughs> but but but, but um, Ronnie, what this um, whole paradigm shift is about is like when we when we understand that everything has a cause. So yes, the thief was the cause of the theft. But then there was a cause that caused the thief. To, to steal, and there was a cause for that, so that's why... Prior to like, stealing, the thief was not a thief. Say that again? Prior to stealing, the thief was not a thief. No, but this, yeah, but this even goes beyond that. So let's say he, you know, prior to stealing, but he stole something, he definitely stole something, so, you know, we need our, our laws and our rules and stuff. We can't let him go away scot-free, but if we don't if you, blame him... If you him, don't let him go away scot-free, then you're blaming him for what he's done. All right, not necessarily. David, can you um, try to express what I'm trying to say, you know, in a different way? Um, no. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no uh, well, I think uh, what we're trying to say is that um, if you've got someone who's stealing something, uh, we're not going to blame them for stealing something because there were, there were causal events that led up to them uh, committing that crime. But what we are going to do is deal with the fact that they are stealing things, so that's a problem. Even and we're going though, to rehabilitate them so they won't reoffend. Yeah, yeah. 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 So e e even though they're not it's still an acknowledgement that he's a thief. Yeah, sure, absolutely. sure. He can be a thief. We just don't blame him for being. Because he's correct. Yeah. That's what we're saying. It's, you know, you, ha you have to blame him for stealing, or else he wouldn't be a thief to be rehabilitated. No, 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 no. I mean, someone can be a murderer, but you don't yeah. have to blame you have to them. Blame him for the murder. You have no, to no, no, get it in order to say there is a murderer to be rehabilitated. Well, no, right, David, yeah. It's not what I like to use. Let, so, let, let David no, continue. Jamie, let... Hold it, guys. Let, let, let no David continue. Let David right. continue. He was about to explain. Now, hold on, Jamie. You can go after yeah, David. Go ahead. Yeah, you can jump in and save me in a minute. Right. So yeah. say, say someone murders someone, that, and we class them as a murderer. We just don't blame yes, them for being a murderer. Yes, but we don't blame them for it. How, how so do you not blame somebody for a murder and have him still be a murderer? Because it wasn't his idea to murder him. It, or it wasn't his, his idea. Uh, yeah. How, how, did, how did that, like, why wasn't it his idea? Because he's not the first cause of it. But he is the only cause of murder. The murder no, the no, 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 Ronnie. Nobody could be the first cause of murder because that implies that murder did not exist before that person existed. A murder didn't exist until he murdered somebody. Right, Ronnie, this, this goes back to like everything has a cause, right? Are, right. Well, we, well, look, the murder doesn't make the person. That's true. 
No, but what but they're the trying to say is the murderer is going to kill the murderer, but only by murdering. Ronnie, I think Jamie can explain. Go ahead, Jamie. Right. Right. Here's the example I like to use. Right. A lot of murderers, right? When you hear, you know, when you hear stories about people like, you know, mass murdering with a gun or a knife, or whatever, a lot of them are, you know, um, use the insanity plea in court, don't they? Like, um, you know, not guilty by rule of insanity. Now, just because they they're insane, it doesn't mean we should let them go free. We still have to lock these people up in, like, you know, mental institutions and keep keep society safe from any further harm that they could cause. But we're still, you know, acknowledging the fact these people are messed up in a head and there were reasons for why they were messed up. You know, they like we're psychopaths. They're unable to feel empathy for other people. And so they're not going to feel guilty for doing, you know, such and such. You know. Jamie, excellent explanation. Ronnie, does that make sense? I, it seems like you guys are trying to apply... Uh... Uh, bad to to blame, as if as if blame itself is a bad thing, but blame itself oh. is not necessary. And let me explain this. You're right. So let's say let's say the the let's say the thief, <laughs> the the criminal is a two year old. Okay. Now we don't attribute like free will to a two year old. We understand a two year old doesn't know any better. So like this this two year old stole something that wasn't his. Better doesn't mean you don't have free will. Hold on, hold on, Ronnie. Let me finish. So like basically like a two-year-old, we understand that that two-year-old stole something. It belonged to another kid and the little two-year-old went off with it. But because the, the little kid, you know, the two-year-old doesn't know any better because he's just a toddler. And, you know, we basically, we identify him and we've got to teach him not to steal, but we'll do it with much more kindness. Like, in other words, we're not going to blame him hostily and like, you know, I mean, we're going to try if we're smart and if we're wise and if we're good, we're going to try to very calmly, respectfully and kindly explain to him why what he did was wrong and, you know, to help him to, to reform and all. So basically what we're suggesting is like, we are as innocent as that two-year-old because we don't have a free will. You know, we, 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 you know, people who steal, they don't understand apparently fully the, the consequence of what they're doing. So we, we don't let them get away with it, but we treat them with the respect and the kindness and compassion and intelligence that we, we would apply to a toddler. So modern well, people can only do wrong if they don't know that they're doing wrong. No, no, no. In other words, sometimes like a person may do wrong and he's, he knows he's doing wrong, but he might have, for example, let's say he steals from a company and he might say to himself, well, you want to know something? This company is like ripping me off, not paying me enough or, or you know, charging too much for its products. So sometimes people know that they're doing something, quote unquote, wrong, but they justify it for perhaps with another reason. And we should be nice to people who do that? We should be nice to everyone. That that doesn't mean we shouldn't punish them. Chandler, you want to follow up on that? Yeah, sure. We're not saying that you just let uh, murderers go around murdering and let let thieves steal and all that. We're not saying that you just let that continue. We're saying that you can't blame them, and if there's no blame, then why is what they did wrong? Well, here's the deal. Um, it's wrong what they did, but we're not blaming them because blame is a useless thing. Blame is a useless. Is blame. See, basically, 
blame, like, okay, here's a good example. Let's look up the definition of blame, actually. Let's look yeah, it up. I, yeah, yeah, see, originally she said, let's not define it, um, but oh, we I have to. Right. We, right. That's good, absolutely. Right, no, we definitely have to define it because, see, and, you know, I'm going by what a lot of people mean when they say um, blame because, um, and, I, like, I actually have an example to use involving a bike. Um, if if anyone wants me to use that example, I've Go got ahead. the um, definition yeah. real quick. Uh, right, yeah, hold up, right, before Chandler, before you start, Ronnie, uh, what's the definition? Yeah, okay. blame is to assign responsibility Maybe for a fault or wrong. So blame, I, I can't hear what you're actually, saying. Blame is to assign ability for, or no, it's not not ability. Assign responsibility for a fault or a wrong. Now, blame itself, as you can see, just by its definition, does not mean to be mean to people. It just means Ronnie, to say, hey, you are responsible for something. Ronnie, that's excellent. That's an excellent point. So, all right, but, but here's the thing. So like, uh, uh, can you define responsibility for us? Okay. But we've already established that blame isn't itself right or wrong. Um, so let me get the, the definition of responsibility. Well, we haven't actually established that blame isn't right or wrong. We're, we're actually saying it's wrong, and I, well, I no, think... No, 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 the question Chandler, is, is it wrong to, to assign responsibility? That's the question. Is it wrong? Yeah, Chandler, according to that definition, Ronnie's right. Jamie, go ahead. Yeah, it depends how you use blame, because if you're using blame for the sake of revenge and stuff like that, that's not going to change the fact that the wrong already happened. Yeah, exactly. That's going beyond blame. That's going beyond blame into something else, which would be vengeance. Great point. So, so basically, according to Ronnie's definition, yeah, the, the way Ronnie used um, that, 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 um, that dictionary does not assign wrongness or right. So, so what's responsibility? What's, what's the definition of that? Responsibility says uh, the state or fact of having a duty to deal with something or of having control over someone. Well, and that's, that's one definition. Um, that one doesn't seem to apply to what we're saying. So there's a second one here that says the state of being accountable or to, or to blame for something. Which, okay, I guess the first definition works a little bit better. Ronnie, this is good. You're, you're kind of like highlighting something that like we're not a it definitely when we talk blame, yeah. Hold on, Chandler. When we talk about blame and responsibility, we're talking about it being negative. But like you just like defined both blame and responsibility from dictionaries that don't attribute this negativity. So you know, right. I think you're you're focusing in. Yeah, go ahead. You have to have a balance of the positive and negative on on the the term of blame because blame actually has its own meaning. When you focus on a negative on a negative view of something, that's all you're going to get. You're going to keep going into that negative view. So, for example, if you think that blame is bad and you go on, then you're going to say that vengeance is bad. Well, vengeance is, of course, bad because blame is bad. Right, okay. But then, so but then you're also attributing a negative definition to vengeance. Vengeance, for example, or revenge, could just mean to... Obtain, let me let me actually look that up first before I before I give a definition. Yeah, and Chandler, yeah, and after um, Chandler, I want to hear your your example though, because we can apply this to it once Ronnie gives us the, the definition. Yes, and I'm glad she's using a dictionary. Um, I'm actually curious, Ronnie, what dictionary are you looking at? I'm just using Google. Oh yeah, well that Guys, works. 
Chandler, yeah. we're going to have to change our site. I mean, with, with my book, you know, with our website, it says, like, it's going to reduce blame and um, arrogance. All right. The definition of, of revenge, and I'll have a short explanation after this, is the action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. Now, you can look at that and you can look at it in a negative light. Or you can think about the times, for example, let's say an arsonist burns down your house. Is it wrong to get revenge by suing him for what he's done? You have to look at it from well, an objective standpoint because um, vengeance for the sake of vengeance doesn't, you know, it doesn't address why the crime happened in the first place. I mean, you no, don't leave your doors and windows open. It's only if the crime happens right. at all. Ronnie, Ronnie, could you define that one more time just to be very clear about it? Okay. Vengeance or revenge is the action of inflicting hurt or harm on someone for an injury or wrong. Now, what you think okay. of hurt or wrong to you is different than, than what's hurt or wrong to, say, the arsonist who burned down your house. The arsonist who burned down your house is going to say it would be hurtful to try and get money from me to make me pay for the damage that I've done. But that's just a negative on his part. He he doesn't see. He doesn't want to to have actually any responsibility for what he's done. Yeah, but well, me, it's not wrong for somebody to sue somebody else for burning down their house, or for or for the the courts and the police to to apprehend them and and punish the person. Right. Absolutely, even right. though that would be revenge by definition. Interesting. So like we. So you're right. We were kind of like defining these terms just as a negative and, and what dictionary are you using because that that sounds like a very good dictionary just google <laughs> all right um so, all right so, so we're we're making progress here um chandler do you want to apply let's let's um apply the example that you want yes um i have this example okay so some people that gave me this bike um a while back but this bike, for whatever reason, after it goes over a big bump or something, um, there's, then the chain sometimes comes off. So the chain sometimes comes off on this bike, and this is, this is a bad thing because, you know, well, then I can't put up the brakes on it, and it's potentially dangerous. But when this does happen occasionally, I try to get to a safe place, and then I have to turn the bike upside down, you know, get the chain back on there, roll the wheel, and get it back on. But here's the deal. Now... There's something that's clearly wrong with this with this bike, you know, um, how it does this occasionally. However, I don't blame the bike. I'm not, I don't punish this bike and like, oh, you bad bike, you, 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 you yeah, you bad chain, you fell off. And what are you trying to do? Are you trying to kill me? And, you know, like, because here's the deal. That's what I'm saying is that we understand that something went wrong with this bike. And what I'm saying is when something goes wrong with human beings, something went wrong in the machinery somewhere. Something is wrong um, in what, something that happened, whether it's just a chemical thing in their brain or whether it's the way they were taught that was wrong or some combination of prior causes, biology and environment, that led them to the murder or the thief or the arson or something like that. So I very much view it as a thing like, there's a problem that needs to be fixed and like with a computer program also you know when something goes wrong a program crashes well you don't blame that program and said oh you're a responsible program for crashing or for not doing this thing right and so you're accountable and i'm going to sue you all right so uh, sorry 
Go ahead, Armani. How's your response to that? What's your response to The problem is that um, you're comparing something that does not have a human will to something that does. Certainly, certainly, the bike has no choice but to be a bike, you know? And it's true that humans have no choice but to be humans, and the bike has no choice if it falls apart. There's no human will involved. But human beings do have choices to do something right or to do something wrong. That's why responsibility, That's a- accountability, blame, and revenge come in in the first place, because there was a choice in the first place to do something wrong. Excellent point, Ronnie. So here, so now, now where we are now, so like, fine, we people, we hold them respond. If the bike had an ability to be malicious toward you, you would probably get mad at the bike. All right, Ronnie, what, what we, something wrong, I'm clearly, you know, like, the, huh? Hold on just a second. The sound is cutting out. Let me get a. I'm gonna get a drink real quick, actually. Yeah, George, your, your connection is terrible today. Yeah, I don't oh, know what God. it is. I don't know what it is. But ever since that you've been were at the same apartment or whatever as Nick, your internet connection has just been awful. Um, um, mute your mic, Nick. Is your mic muted? It's muted. All right. Yeah. All right. So like, um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get on a computer and, 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 and a lot back on. You guys, um, I'll, I'll be back in about three minutes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think I can continue. Like basically what Ronnie's saying is she's saying there's a difference between a bike or, and a computer program and a human. She's saying that a human has a choice, whereas a bike doesn't, for example. Is that what you're saying, Ronnie? I am. Okay, and this is very important, guys, because what we're seeing is that the the idea, the concept that people have a responsibility or accountability is very much tied in with this idea of choice, that they had a choice. And, Ronnie, when you're talking about a choice, do you mean the choice as in they could have done otherwise? No, I just mean a choice, period. So what do you mean I by choice? choice, for example to raise my right hand or to raise my left hand. But even if I don't, I have a choice to do that. It's all a choice. So in your I view- there's no attribu- attribution of right or wrong because a choice in itself is never right or wrong. It's the, the, uh, the morality that comes in later is actually whether or not the choice itself, it, it, uh, what the actions, what the result of that choice were. For example, you would say that it's wrong if I made a choice to try and stab you because it hurts you because you think that you getting hurt is wrong. But it wasn't the choice. It was the choice of stabbing. Right. So what you're saying is that what, when we talk about the morality of something, it has to do with the effect that that so-called choice has. You're saying so it's not it's not it's you not. Know. Yeah, not, it's not it's, it's not that you're so it's more like you're saying, well, it's not your choice to stab me that's wrong, but the fact that I don't like being stabbed that makes it wrong. Isn't that usually how it is? Yeah, that's usually how it's wrong. The reason it's wrong is because somebody doesn't want to be stabbed. Hey, George, are you back? Ronnie was just talking about stabbing me. <laughs> huh? I'm back. I'm back. No, you don't want to stab people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like stabbing people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Me, me too, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. So yeah, George, we, we were. Stab you with my, uh, 
with my white flag. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. See, well, but, okay. Ronnie was saying she has a choice. She has a choice to lift her right hand or left hand or neither hand or to stab me, basically. Or both hands. I mean, yeah. I got hands. Guys, we've got about three minutes left. I have a feeling we should do a part two to this because we're, we're getting somewhere in terms of ter terminology. It's very important to get this right. So, like, um, when I was gone, so, like, basically, right, um, Ronnie, what is what we do wrong? What what part of, like, in other words, like, when we attribute um, free will to others, you know, what is it? We, it's not blame. It's not responsibility. It's not vengeance. But so it, so is, how, and it is responsibility. It's just not always the bad blame and the bad responsibility. All right. In other words, so how would you define, how would you distinguish between the way we treat a toddler which is like with kindness and understanding and the, the way we treat adults. And so like this is a, in other words, what is the what is the harm that free will belief causes? That what is the harm? Uh, free will? I don't know. I think that everybody has free will, so I guess that's the that's a little bit of a difference, isn't it? Alright. Actually that's interesting. Alright, so maybe yeah. like maybe maybe um rather than doing part two um Immediately after this, let's go. Let's go to the basic um, exploration of whether we have a free will or not in the next episode. And if you're, if you stick around for a third one, then we'll address the part two of like why, you know, if we don't have a free will, you know, you know how the free will belief leads us to to mistreat some people. Chandler, we got about like forty-five seconds. You want to end this? Yeah. Okay, you've been listening to Free Will Science and Religion, and we've been talking with our new guest, Ronnie Karens or Karens. How do you say that, Ronnie? However you like. <laughs> what? However you like. Okay, however you like it. Okay, anyway, uh, we've been talking with our new guest, Ronnie, and about responsibility, and that seems to be very much tied in with the notion of choice. So in our next episode, we're going to talk more, more about that. So stick around and listen to the next episode. <laughs>